Wake up today and started my 30 minute morning routine. It's got to do with improving mental health. As you can probably hear, I'm quite tired. Uh, you wake up and you know, um, you say uh, to yourself, um, or I say to myself, uh, thank you for another day do my quick brain games i put my clothes on and quick quickly go for a uh, 15 minute jog more like a almost sprinting away um uh, really burn a lot of uh, calories and sweat come back and have a very quick uh, cold shower just to wake me up even more have breakfast and then sit down and I also done 50 push-ups and 50 sit-ups and now I'm in coffee at breakfast and I'm in coffee and obviously, because you know, I've ADHD, so you've got to take that medication. But apart from that, um, you know, you feel tired. Um, yet, I think it's a sense of accomplishment. There's uh, dopamine, as I like to call it. I mean, uh, it's not going to the science of it, but, uh, you know, it's the feeling that you've accomplished something as well that gives you that just drive um for the day um but i think the, you know the thought process is very important because at any moment i could think of a negative thought and it will hijack my brain and we're told to stop these negative thoughts or distract these negative thoughts but sometimes it's difficult and so i understand that you know, it's not always every day that, you know, you wake up with this drive and, and motivation. I mean, I see so many intelligent people around me. Um, but the drive and determination just isn't there. Um, it's just, I mean, if you're smart, sometimes why do you work hard? And if you work hard, do you need to be smart or both require the same attention? Intelligence and working hard. Uh but I, but I have come across many, many thousands of people, and I understand they're, they're usually smart people, are either hardworking or or lazy, you know. And I mean, let's face it: if you're intelligent, what's the point of working hard? And you know, the working hard bit comes when you truly want to succeed at the highest level in your career, in, in, in anything, really. The drive, the motivation pushes you. Usually, any very intelligent people that don't have that drive and motivation, they'll have great careers. Um, they'll span, uh, they'll probably climb up the corporate ladder to a certain extent. Um, and what's wrong with the corporate world is that the fact that when you see a very, very intelligent person um, at the CEO, how will we know people skills? We know. Mm -mm, no skills whatsoever in terms of motivating people 
it's almost poisonous and systemic uh, in a way that is just um, destructive. Um, either you know a CEO or you are on yourself. And that's going to be, that's going to sound blunt. Um, I'm not trying to be blunt, but that's, that's, that, that, I mean, I am really, if you look at it, sorry, just contradict myself there. That is what the problem is. Um, we're talking about, you know, drive, determination. I think the best CEOs are the ones or managers, corporate directors, whatever you like to call them in today's world. These are the ones that really can push people, can inspire people, can can um, be able to uh, understand the dynamics of the company. The CEO is at the helm. The buck stops with them in almost everything. But one thing is for sure, the CEO has an inspiration, has that drive and motivation, and, and didn't get there because they were just intelligent. They can actually not necessarily teach it, but show it to their staff, be a role model for success. And that's what it comes down to. Um, smarts is great. I mean, like even in my days in retail, I remember um, promoting a kid that was very intelligent. Um, and I made the mistake. He knew what to do. Um, and he knew how to uh, coordinate, he knew how to tell people, um, he, was in, he was a great star, but it wasn't that great with communication, and he could learn, but people choose to learn, and so I said, I make that big mistake of putting someone in the position that's intelligent, and no people skills in a position where it requires you to be good with people. <coughs> Some managers will go, I don't care how good you are with people, once you do your job, you need to be competent, and that's true, you do need to be competent. You do need to be intelligent, but if you have the people skills, it's an added bonus. Nor, nor is it an added bonus. It's more of a necessity as well that companies fail to do. So if you have that, through my experience, through the chain, if you have a, a manager, a CEO or a senior management that is just simply there because they got there through people they know, um, their intelligence, uh, their their political game, and what I mean by political game is the ability to be able to be the nice, pe- the nice to people that matter, and not nice to people that don't matter. Think about that. Just food, thought, food for thought. So what's wrong with the, the corporate world is um, this is what I tend to go back into my own experience of being um, fired and bullied within the uh, within the corporate world, um, in particular through my through my job was. Um, They, their job was simply to 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 make you competent, to make you. Uh, they expected the fast learners. They expected the 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 world to literally say, "Hey, give me a person that's smart, and that's it. I don't care about anything else." I mean, yeah, you can work hard, but you know, if you're lazy, whatever. I don't care. And especially in sales, sales is much more of an industry. One I got into sales. Sales is an industry that is more focused on. Um, Results, simply results. Uh, you can play the game, um, you know, knock on doors, um, and you know, and try to get sales. And um, it's literally a, a mind game for you because you'll get rejected, and not many people can do it because re- rejection is part of the the key. You know, I would knock on uh, on average a hundred doors, um, residential, 
uh, doors and, and you know, like, you're lucky to get maybe three or four or five people that would say yes to, you know, a sale. So, um, you know, if you look at that, you only really have a, you, earn, you have a 95% failure rate. Think about it. You know, if you look at it that way, you have a ninety-five percent failure rate. That that will that will literally destroy someone's uh, confidence. It does, um, and you got to find something that fuels you. Um, and I think that's where you know sales managers need to be motivators. Um, they need to be able to understand the human psyche. They need to be able to understand that it's not just go out there and just go for the kill, no, we've got to understand how our brains work and function under that rejection, they got to just go, they can't just go and say to you, okay, you know what, be strong, okay, you know, where your rejection is, you know, is part of the game, yeah, yeah, but I think there's more to that, you either, you either want to go out there and sell, either you want to go out there and meet people and talk to people, and that was the, the trick that I had under my sleeve, you have to love talking to people, irrespective of whether you got that sale or not, <clears throat> the sales manager would disagree and say, hey, we have to get the sale. The, the, the sale is the added bonus. The connection is the most important thing. That's what they say. Sell first, sell yourself first. That's what it is. It's the human connection first. And it's the product layer. And any manager who says otherwise, I'm going to tell you one thing. From my experience of over two, uh, of almost two decades of, of uh, sales and marketing, they're wrong. Plain and simple. And I'm not usually say that. <clears throat> you don't form the human connection. You don't go out there and I'll give you an example. You don't go out there and just go, hey, I'm selling this Ferrari. Get it. I mean, hey, I mean, people would, would buy that, but literally, they would. Probably Ferrari is the wrong example there. <laughs> um, I'm more looking at just a simple product. Could be a mug. Yeah, I'm selling this mug. Okay, fuck off. Form the human connection. They don't want to worry about the mug. However, people aren't stupid nowadays too. When you say I'm not selling anything, they'll go good fuck off, and that's exactly what, exactly what you know you know has happened to me. Well, they didn't respond well, but it happens. Then people are pretty blunt and honest. It's brutal, and so they should be. You're coming intruding in their lifestyle, you know. Um, you know, I see it all the time, and I really feel sorry for him. Uh, you know, I'm like, I used to be one of you knocking on doors. I know how much people hate you. Oh, hate's a strong word. No, no, that's, that's exactly what people do and say. So, um, especially in particular sales, um, motivation and psychology and uh, is, is very important. But also purpose is important. If you're there to make money, then you will not succeed. I mean, money is a bonus, yes, and you will make money and a lot of it if you succeed. And I guess that's what sort of took me out of uh, the sales area until I got into the corporate world of marketing after my marketing degree. And, you know, it was, you know, tough. And, you know, you're dealing with people that expect you to succeed, um, uh, would would say, hey, I like you, um, I'll hire you, and then they, boom, you know, um, fire you, because you're not competent, which is fair, if you're going to fire someone, fire them in the first few weeks or a month, 
Um, when I fought people in my um, retail career, it was tough, but it was something. It wasn't the first choice, and it was a hard, very hard decision based on uh, many aspects, such as you know what my manager thought of that person, or what I thought of that person, and how um, poisonous they were to the team. So it took a lot. Many managers think they can just fire at will, and that's not always a good thing. I mean, they love to brag about how many people they fired, and that's actually a very horrible thing. I mean, those people shouldn't be managers. Ever. And you probably, some managers probably think, well, I'm not there to motivate them, they can motivate themselves, they know what they're here for. No. Most of us don't have self-motivation, this is a fact. We sometimes need a kick in the ass. I'm telling you in the most plain language possible. But a kick in the ass that gets them into the right direction. I don't mean kick in the ass, I don't mean literally kick in the ass or a brutal wake up call, but hey, you want to make it? We'll do it together. You're a team, you're part of a team. And so many managers don't have the don't have the connection or don't see the connection between profitability and mental health and well-being and motivation or maybe some have now but statistics um research now is emerging um and you can look this up on google scholar um you don't know exactly how many there is right now but the research says that you know there is a link between um, mental health and productivity and, and one of the examples is well if you have poor mental health then you then you take more days off more days off means less productivity less productivity means less profits eventually so there's a little connection there managers don't see that they see the end line they see the they see the bucks and then they go oh well behind that bucks sorry accounting and financial experts and all that you're great with money that's great and you're great with economics that's great Fantastic. You make money, that's great. But the truth is you are dealing with people, and you know that. I'm talking to you, you know, having this conversation with you, whoever you are, if you are that person. You're dealing with people. You're dealing with humans. The human connection is more important than anything. Your staff comes first. Your customers come second. This is a brutal saying, but it's true. Because if your if your staff are not taken care of, how are they going to take care of customers in the first place and give them an experience worthwhile? And so what's happening in the corporate world is, yes, nowadays we <clears throat> have, you know, employment assistance programs and, and well-being programs being implemented in companies. Um, I don't know how many are successful or how they're evaluated, um, whether they're just there just to fill in that gap of, hey, you know, we're doing something for our mental health. Um, like, I said, so, like I always mentioned before, it's not the responsibility or just a social structure or work to give you that ability to improve your mental health, but it falls down to the structure there. It's got to be healthy. It's got to be. It's got to be a good structure. And some people don't, don't think that way. A lot of agencies don't think that way. Maybe because, and you know, this is an assumption. And maybe because, um, 
This wasn't their way. This is, this is not the way you succeed in the world. Back, you know, 20, 30 years ago, whatever it was. Still, we didn't have that and we still succeeded. We did. At what, but at what price? What price did you succeed? Stress? Were you spoiled? Oh, no, I wasn't spoiled. Work hard. A lot of people work hard. There's people working 15 hours a day, 16 hours a day. Does it get them anyway? In some countries? No. Working for peanuts. So think about yourself as a CEO, as a manager, as <coughs> owner of a company, shareholder, whatever it is. Stop being naive. And the first thing that's coming to some people, I'm not naive. I don't want to attack anyone that is like you, but, and correct me if I'm wearing it wrong, but it's, when we talk about mental health, it's not just, I'm not talking about people in depression or anxiety, we're talking about psychology as well, <coughs> psychology. Psychology 101, 102, neuroscience, whatever you like to call it. We're talking about human connection. We're talking about spirituality. We never talked about it 50, 60 years ago in, in business. But nowadays, the world's changed. The world's changed. We need that human connection. We're having people in front of computers. Very intelligent people. Changing the world. These are the people that are getting their jobs. Science and maths will be the most dominant, if not now, the most dominant um, two subjects that will propel us forward when it comes to technology and many jobs in the future will depend on our science or mathematics abilities to be able to, to succeed. Whether it's computer science, engineering science, whatever it is, I don't even know if engineering science exists, but uh, whatever it is in terms of Computing. These are the people that are going to propel us forward, and and these are very intelligent people. Are we going in a direction where the world is going to be so intelligent that we're just going to sit there and be in front of computers for the rest of our lives, and moving the world? And are we going to be that intelligent that we want to not even need that someday? We'll be that intelligent that we need people who are going to run these AI programs or whatever it is, the technology. Those are the people that are getting. Um, going to be in the position. I remember working in a factory and uh, the manager of the factory says, you know what, I could get rid of everyone here and, and pay a million dollars and get com computers to do every, everything. And guess what? The 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 guy, um, Fijian Indian guy that I was working with, he was doing an engineering degree and he knew the computers. Guess what? He's the one that's going to have the job. We're going to lose it. There's going to be people that are, and that's what's coming to our world. I'm talking very fast because it's exactly how the world's going to be, if not already started. Technology. But is human connection going to be lost? Completely, that's so that we're, you, right now, a customer is literally just, well, and always has been to some companies, an object of profitability. Perhaps that is the global mental health pandemic. And again, the global mental health pandemic literally does not exist. It's not existent now. I'm not saying it most likely would be. 
but it's a food for thought. It's something like that. You know, we could get to that direction. Could. You get to ask yourself is in the corporate area, or you're not in the corporate area, in the, in the, in the work area. I mean, where are you doing? You go to retail stores. I walk into most retail stores. I used to be in retail. The first rule was greet at the minimum. And you don't even get that nowadays. And it tells you something. 